talking about repeating what bit oh my god <laughs> welcome to hails of the deadites the show where chris repeats the same bit at the intro and acts like he doesn't know what he's doing talking about i mean i have no idea what you're talking about hi everyone <laughs> screwheads and deadites how's it going g and i are here on hail to the deadites to bring you a very special episode with a very special guest but first g we got some news to talk about today, don't we? We do. Um, on our recording date, which is February 8th, um, the pre-orders for Evil Dead the Game came out, and we Evil Dead fans all over the world have really, really empty wallets today. <laughs> yes, yes they do. And some of us, unfortunately, have empty hearts because we missed out on the pre-order. Um, if, if our lovely Martin from behind the scenes could, uh, play us, can roll the clip like Linda's rolling head to show one of the pre-order bonuses and some details, and then we'll dive in. There's something in the woods. Something evil. Something dead. Something that wants to swallow your soul. Evil Dead, the game. They got up on the wrong side of the grave. Pre-order now to receive the Ash Williams S-Mart employee and Gallant Knight outfits from Army of Darkness. Groovy. Woo-wee, what a trailer. There's, honestly... I I I can't tell you how many times I've rewatched that today, which is when it first dropped along. I know there's so much to unpack in that trailer. Uh, first of all, for many other people's favorite Evil Dead movie, Army of Darkness, as you can see, there are two pre-order bonuses, which are the Smart skin and the the Night skin for Ash, but. In the video itself, and he just fell off the table. Uh, he, he fell off into the rift. The Deadites got him. There's a couple things that are in that trailer that are really cool if you go back and see. One is uh, you can see a hint of being able to possess a tree as a Kandarian demon because as Cheryl is running in the woods, you can see the trees moving. They, they, they showed the dark ones just hanging out, yeah. ready to mess stuff up. And there's just, oh my God, like, if I continue to talk, we're going to go over time limit. But I like, know, we need, a, we need a whole other podcast episode just to, just to dissect it. the trailer. But go go back and rewatch that when you guys can, and you'll see, like, frame by frame, there's so many, so many <laughs> little Evil Dead Easter eggs and tidbits in there that are just, ah, I'm so excited for this game. Me too. But, Martin, if you could do us a favor and pull up the Evil Dead 
Ultimate Edition. Well, first of all, here's some pictures from an article that there's going to be a link below. There's a new article that is an interview with, uh, I believe, Tim Willits, who is the head of Saber Interactive, where he's giving new information regarding Evil Dead the Game and how it works in terms of playing as the survivors, playing as the deadites, uh, how possession works, the environment, the different ashes that you can play as. As you can see, we had OG Ash, and there we have New Age Ash or Old Man Ash. And then Cheryl! Cheryl, yes. It's your sister Cheryl. We got Kelly and Pablo, the Ghost Beaters. And then here it is. I don't know if we can pause it here, but this is all the stuff that you do with the Ultimate Edition. You get a hardcover art book for the game. You get the pre skins of Esmar Employee Ash and Galleon Knight Ash. You get this groovalicious looking t shirt concept art. You get the deluxe edition of the game, which I believe comes with the season one pass of DLC. This lovely box that everything comes in. You get a vinyl of the soundtrack of the game and the Trick or Treat Studios Necronomicon Ex Mortis prop. In addition to these little, these little trading card postcards looking things that speak to the goofiness of the series. And then a Tom Savini design skin of Ash. A steelbook. We all love steelbooks. It's and it's just it's gonna be Christmas in May. It's it's jam packed with there's so with much stuff in it. Overloaded. Like it's it's gushing with evil dead goodness. You know, gushing like you know, blood gushing everywhere and whatnot. I wasn't trying to do a little evil dead ASMR relax over there. Yeah. But it's 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 so jam-packed and overstuffed with so many evil dead goodies. I, I cannot wait. Even though I already own one of the trick-or-treat studios Necronomicons, I'm like, I maybe I want another one, you know? Maybe I can get one to keep in the box, one to open. Maybe 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 I got the wrong one, like in Army of Darkness. I gotta grab the right book and say the words, you know. Who knows? But uh hopefully more pre-orders are available soon because as of Right now, a lot of them seem to be sold out for a lot of different consoles. I recently checked and I saw a PC still has a couple left, but the console of choice for me, PlayStation 4, at the moment is sold out. So, Boss Team Games, if you're watching this, please, please add more. I know it's limited edition, but come on. Throw throw, throw the biggest Evil Dead fans a bone here. Come We're on. literally giving you free promo. We're giving you free promo. Like, come on. Buy the game. Buy the game. Buy the game. Buy the game. And Buy the game. Come us. on the podcast and talk about the game. Free Come publicity. On the podcast. Exactly. And then hit us up with an advanced copy of the game, and you know we can can advertise it on here. Uh, I called dibs on Evil Dead One Ash, by the way, G. That's fine. I want to play a Cheryl. You want to play a Cheryl? Okay, cool. Yeah. Brother, almost like the figurative brother and sister we are on the show. Yeah. You know, so we're family here. So mm -hmm. I dig it. Um, what are you mostly looking forward to in the game? From what what little we we know about it so far. Um, I'm just excited to play it. Like, a lot of the video games I play are, like, farming games. I'm not, like, a... Farming I'm not, like, a fighting Stardew game. Valley. <laughs> yeah, Stardew Valley. <laughs> I um, knew it. Oh, man. So, uh, I got the Xbox pre-order because I didn't realize there was a PC one. Um, oh, no. Are you able to I have an it? Xbox, so it's fine. Okay. Um, and honestly, I don't think my computer could run the game. Um... That's but, what I'm concerned about as well. Yeah. Like I have a gaming PC, but 
we'll see. Yeah, so I'm just excited to hook the Xbox up to my computer and stream the game so that there's documented footage of me discovering all the cool little Evil Dead tidbits. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm going to have to take that weekend off work. Or, I mean, I guess oh. I won't be working because it's the weekend, but... Oh, I'm taking the whole take week that off. Friday off. Me? I'm taking the whole week off. I'm like, I'm going on vacation. Yeah. I'm going to a cabin in the woods. Yeah, that's, that's there's seven opinion. days that week. You do Evil Dead Sunday. You do Evil Dead Two Monday. Um, people that like Army of Darkness can watch that on Tuesday. If not, that could be your day of rest. Season <laughs> one of the show Thursday. You can probably do season two and three on Thursday. Game on Friday. Game on Saturday. Game on Sunday. Back to work. Oh, exactly. You know what? That is the perfect. Everyone, write that down. That is your schedule. I'm. I might actually do that now. I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm. Um. I just got my boyfriend into the Evil Dead. Um, nice. Like, here, so we're watching Ash vs. Evil Dead for the first time. That's um, awesome. He loves it. It's so great. He gets so excited. It's so much I, fun. I, that's one of the things I love about this franchise is being able to share it with other people. And like, so there are some people who they would think that they wouldn't be interested, and then they start checking it out. They're like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Like, like Evil Dead is for everybody. It's it for is. the whole family. Everyone yeah. can enjoy it. The scares, the laughs, the blood, the gore, all of it. Um, I'm, I'm, and speaking of sharing, <laughs> I just saw Martin's comment in the chat. Uh, speaking of sharing um, the Evil Dead experience, I, I think that's what I'm mostly looking forward to in terms of the game. Like, there, there's a lot I'm looking forward to, but I think the number one thing is finally having an Evil Dead game that instead of just telling someone about it or showing it to someone, I can experience it with them because mm -hmm. it is a multiplayer game. And they just announced today it's cross-platform. So no matter what system you're playing on, Switch, PlayStation 3, I mean, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox One S, PC, you can play it with anyone across the platforms. And I think that's just a wonderfully groovy thing to be able to share the experience the, the ultimate experience in Grooming Terror. Yeah, with... and that's exciting because that means we can play the game together. Exactly, and I and I can't wait. And we're gonna we're gonna have to see if we can teach Martin and Steve how to play. Yeah. But uh, hope hopefully hopefully they'll be up to the task. Uh, <laughs> it might not happen because I'm not a gamer at all. Oh, you will be once this game comes out, buddy. Well, actually, I was before, but then I got married and it stopped right there. <laughs> you, you, to tell the family it's for the podcast. Perfect. I'll let my I'll let it's my research. wife know, and I'm sure I'm sure my daughter will enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, she'll probably play it with you. Exactly. Well, folks, we have a very special episode for you today because we have an OG cast member from the original Evil Dead that will be joining us in a few moments. We have the original Linda herself, Betsy Baker, Woo! in the house or in the cabin, whichever terminology you prefer. But before we get to that interview, we got a song for you. This is Evil Dead by Roadside Affair.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And we have such a special treat for you today. We ladies, oh, you're gonna do that? Okay. <laughs> you can go ahead. I, I yeah, we have, we have Betsy Baker here. Uh, you know her as Linda from the Evil Dead, and we're so excited and honored to have her on our show. The OG. It's nice to be here. <laughs> How are you it's doing? It's nice to be OG, quite frankly. It's just yeah. nice to be OG. It's nice to be here. <laughs> We're so glad to have you. How's it How's it going on, on your side of California right now? It's going really well. I mean, I hate to say for everybody that's below freezing that it's very warm here. It's so warm we've got the windows open, but, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes it rains and we have to close the windows, but today it's warm and sunny. Love it. Probably better than the weather you experienced when you filmed the original Evil Dead as well, I assume, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, I don't know, you probably do know the story, but we were supposed to film in Michigan to Detroit and they thought, well, it's gonna be a really cold winter, so we'll we'll find something a little bit warmer. So they found a place in Tennessee, which you know happens to have more moderate weather, except that, that fall in 1975, it was one of the coldest, uh, October, November, December, January is on record. So, oh yeah. You guys are troopers. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, as as the years go by and we say to ourselves, what, what did, what did we get ourselves into? Yeah, we consider ourselves troopers as well. But we persisted, as they say. Spirit of filmmaking. Yeah. Before we dive too deep into specific questions related to Evil Dead, I wanted to ask you, as someone who's also interested in the field of acting, how exactly did you get into acting? And like, when did you know that acting was what you wanted to do leading into you getting cast as Linda in The Evil Dead? You know, I really feel that I um, got the thirst for acting way back in middle school and high school. I, I was doing high school and back then we called it junior high productions and I just, I just loved it. I, I loved, I loved the play. I loved the pretend. I actually then went to Michigan State University originally on a music scholarship, and um, actually there were a couple of music professors that said, "I I think you should go over to the theater department and audition for this show." And I said, "But I, I'm in the music department." And they said, "Why don't you go over and um, you know?" I told them you were coming. So why don't you go over and audition for a show? And as it, as it happened, um, I auditioned and, and made the show and within a few months changed my major to theater. Oh, so, wow. Wow. Good yeah. old teachers always twisting your arm to like go they, this way or that way. Yeah, lots of teachers know best in a lot of, in a lot of ways. I mean, they were, I, you know, it took me years to figure that out, but it was actually really one professor, uh, especially, he said, uh, they've called from the theater department and they need some singers for this next production. Would you like to go over? I said, I can't. I have too much to do in the music department. And he actually urged me to go over there. So I'm very grateful. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I guess I guess now we'll get into the Evil Dead related questions. So I'm sure you've oh, told okay. the story. So move forward. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you've had this question asked many times, but how did you find out about like Evil Dead and like your audition process for that and stuff? Well, I actually, I, I found out about it through my agent. So fast forward after graduation, I, I worked and sang professionally in Florida in, in a lot of different venues with a, with a singing group and then moved to the Detroit area and was actually 
back then and still now, it was a very active um, film and TV and commercial um, arena uh, for the local region and nationally. And so my agent called me and said, there's three young, she never called them gentlemen. She said, <laughs> she said there's three young guys that are working on doing this movie and um, they would like to meet with you, which kind of meant they didn't want to pay a fee to the agency <laughs> and they didn't want to rent a space. And I said, well, you know, what, what is it? They said, well, I'm not sure, but they want to meet you. And so if you're comfortable meeting with them, we don't know much about the project, but you know, you can meet them at this Italian restaurant on such an, like on a Thursday afternoon. Well, I didn't have no idea who they were. And I was dating somebody at the time and I said, come with me and stay in the car because if I don't come out after a while, you know, you've got to call the police. So I walked in, literally, I walked into this restaurant at literally at three o'clock. It's that, you know, downtime between lunch and dinner. Nobody was there except these three young guys, children, we'll call them. <laughs> back in the corner of this Italian restaurant, you know, with the, with the red and white checkered tablecloths and the red plastic glasses. And none of them were drinking. They, they were not having wine or Chablis or Rosé. They were all drinking, you know, Pepsi and Sprite. And they were playing, they were blowing paper straw covers to each other. And I went, okay, these are the guys I'm supposed to meet. And that's how we met. We sat down and had a um, visit. And then Sam asked if I would be interested on that following Saturday to come to his house, which wasn't his house, by the way. It was his parents' house. <laughs> and would he, would I be interested in reading a couple of scenes, you know, with him and with, with Bruce? And I said, yes. And so, well, you know, that Saturday I knocked on the door and Mrs. Ramey showed me how to go downstairs in the basement. And we talked and chat. We were all there and they offered me the role of Linda. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. That's such a good story. Yeah, it's true. Every bit. I'm actually probably toning it down a bit, but, but that. <laughs> so what were you, what was going through your mind? Like, after you first met Sam, Rob, and Bruce, and like you got the part of Linda, like how did you feel, and what was the experience like from the moment they gave you the role, leading up to the first day of shooting? Well, actually, I was. Um, well, first of all, I was embarrassed that I'd had, you know, this boyfriend at the time wait for me, you know, like, you know, hoping that I would come out alive because these guys were so harmless. But I had no idea, and then. Um, uh, I was offered the role and they said, you know, there's not much money in it and it's kind of low budget, but we really want to do this. We might travel to Tennessee. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, it's my first experience in some sort of horror um, genre type thing. And we're traveling, we're going out of state. This is really exciting. And it'll only, I'll only be there three weeks, which was, which was great. It was a nice time. It was fall, it was autumn. I was sort of, you know, I hadn't received the script yet. And um, so, of course, whenever you get a job, a, a job offer in any respect, you're excited, you're, you know, you're relieved, you're grateful, you're thankful. So I thought it was, I thought it was great. It turned out to be more than three weeks and it turned out to be a lot of different issues. But in the end, even though I basically got back on a plane two months later uh, to come home, finished with, with uh, the Tennessee part of the filming, I was glad I participated and I was really proud of myself and everybody who hung in there and stayed with the project. Because um, 
at that time, and I don't know if it's changed now, but at that time, nobody walked. No, Nobody just said, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm not staying here. Mm-hmm. We all wanted this to to happen what other, in whatever form it was going to end up being. We all wanted this product to be finished and to be done and to be, you know, um, completed. You guys believed in the project and you had a lot of passion for it and wanted to see it through. I, I think at the time, although we didn't, I, I don't know if all the actors did. Of course, there were only really five actors in the movie. But the people that were, that were tantamount, which was, which was Rob Tappert, Sam Raimi, and Bruce Campbell. This, this, I mean, they just, they were going to do this film. And to see that um, decisiveness and that dedication and that discipline from them, I think helped people during very long nights and very cold nights. Absolutely. When people did, you know, walk off the set or, you know, injure themselves or say, I'm out of here. And then they'd come back five minutes later. But it was that drive of those three individuals, you know, um, that, you know, helped finish the film. I truly believe that. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad no one walked because I don't think the movie would be the same if one of you guys weren't casted in it. And you play such like an important role. Like, oh my God, you're so awesome in that movie. Like oh, the whole like doll thing, like sitting there laughing, like that is, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So it was thank really you. awesome. Yes, I've had a lot of people say it's not one of their favorite <laughs> for the film, but you know, I've held their hand and walked them through it. And uh, <laughs> it was interesting. Um, you know, the script was very loosely written and then it was, a lot of it, it was, uh, some of it, a lot of it was improvised there on the set through discussions with the cast members and, and production and Sam and Rob and Bruce, they were pretty much 99% um, always on set, even though they, you know, uh, even though maybe Bruce wasn't even filming that night or, or, or Rob had something else to do. Um, so it was all, it was a huge collaboration and at one time, we weren't getting the gist of how sweet Linda was. We weren't, um, I mean, we weren't finding the real sweetness. And I said, well, Sam, why didn't, so we sat and talked, Sam and I said, what, why don't we make her just even sweeter than than anything you can expect, if that's possible from me, and just make her sugary sweet like a doll that nobody wants to let go of. And... He said, what would you do? I said, well, I would, you know, I would paint her up like a porcelain doll instead of having a, a silicone mask on her. And I would, you know, have her sing in a very, very sing song um, way that it's almost obnoxious and horrible to hear. And he said, like, what? I said, well, and I showed him, I said, well, we could do this. We could do this. And he said, yes, that's it. Oh my God, that's so creepy. And that's how the sweet possessed Linda truly was um was sort of you know um formed um the more i could gross sam raimi out the better the take that is amazing i'm gonna piggyback off of g and also say that that is like one of my favorite scenes with you actually it's my favorite linda scene and it terrified the absolute hell out of me and to this day it is still the number one thing that creeps me out out of any horror movie I've ever seen. Really? Because yes, Evil Evil Dead is the first horror movie I saw that actually got me to become a fan of the genre. And your scene of the, we're gonna get you singing 
that is to this day the creepiest thing still i i had to come in because i had to show lynn uh, betsy something uh my my daughter is a big horror fan she's only eight years old and oh, she no. watched all the evil dead and don't judge me but <laughs> <laughs> i'm also a photographer and she did an homage to linda your character and i just wanted to show it to you oh wow oh my gosh so that's as you can amazing. see that's my daughter at uh at the door with bruce campbell at the top and this house was actually uh, was actually at the wizard world con uh and i believe uh chris was there also i was during, there yeah. yeah during that time so there you go Oh my God, that's, awesome. that's fantastic! Well, send her a big hug and kiss, and uh, and then her, you can tell her that I don't believe her father made the right decision. <laughs> All right, I'll leave you to that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, and like every time I've shown the movie to other people who've seen it for the first time, it always gets the same. People are just like, huh. Ugh. and then like when you're getting dragged down the steps which i've 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 heard that that hurt a lot so thank you for going through that pain for us because you're welcome that whole sequence and like the way the the light is perfectly shining on you and like your baby doll makeup and you're like writhing in the front of the cabin i'm just like this is the creepiest thing i've ever seen like Aww. that whole sequence well i'll take that as a compliment and I, <laughs> and I know sam would too so um yeah it was uh it was interesting filming that particular scene. If you look closely, as uh, Ash is dragging Linda up after he hits her and beats her, and I mean, hits her and strikes her and whatever, because I gotta get rid of her, and drags her across the floor. Um, we did that, we did one or two takes. And then he said, okay, we're gonna cut now. Now we have to drag you down the, um, down the steps i said well you're gonna do it one time and that's it you know i didn't i, I didn't feel any diva moments very many but I, you know that really really hurt after the first time he said ah you know we got to do it again i said no 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 that really really hurt and i'm going down the steps it, it was awful pain so he said well what are we gonna do i said i don't know you're gonna have to either pad the carpet i mean the the, the steps or me so literally took carpet out of the car and uh, duct taped it to my back. And so we did one more take. But the real point was, when you see Linda being dragged on the floor, you'll see that that character has the mask, the, the silicone mask on the, you know, um, it's very, very quickly uh, edited, cut and edited. And um, but originally Linda was going to have uh, was going to be masked like the other um, dead eyes, like the other um, okay. characters, and then, and they left that in there, and but the rest of Linda, um, you know, back and forth and and cuts prior to that were with the baby doll face. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so you're like, uh oh, I just well, ruined the magic. <laughs> we said it before convention, so yeah, somebody pointed it out, and we went, "Okay, the gig is up here." But <laughs> I, I love that scene. Yeah. Well, um, good, glad because I suffered for you guys just for that. I appreciate it was it. worth it. It was worth it. It was worth so, it. So, like some of the like, what was the whole 
makeup thing like on set because I think like were you <laughs> and Ellen and <laughs> Teresa the only women on set? Oh yeah. So there was no other female on set. Oh, we wow. arrived at the beginning of October, I think it was. Beginning or middle of October, and I was there till uh, December twenty fourth. I think Teresa actually stayed. Uh, Sarah, aka Sarah York, she stayed until early January, and I think Ellen went home and then came back. And then we did some more shots um, in the spring in Michigan. Um, we were the only three women, and we were sort of each other's bodyguards on the nights or the days that one of us wasn't shooting. The other two would go to the set anyway to sort of protect and and um um you know, make sure if we needed anything. Uh, it was sort of a camaraderie that was um, unwritten but honored throughout. We, we everybody, cast and crew, shared like a three-bedroom home about four miles away, and we had one of the bedrooms. And uh, we just sort of kept to ourselves. And it, it, that we kept to ourselves because actually within a week after we began shooting, everybody was exhausted. So it's not that we socialized a lot. I mean, you worked on a set, you went home just about sunrise and you were exhausted and you had some breakfast and you went to sleep, you know? So it's not, that, and we kept to ourselves because we just needed our sleep because we knew we were going back at around four or 5 PM that night. Oh, wow. So we didn't do a lot of, you know, going, going out and partying. We never, they really were trying to crunch this film in three or four weeks. And we just kept having delay after delay, after delay, after delay. And so, that's why it took so long. <laughs> and they ran out of money. So there was a delay there as well. Ah, uh, the joys of independent filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was like your best memory on set? And, and then on the flip side of that, what would you say is your worst memory? If, assuming it's not the being dragged down the steps. If there's something that was uh, more painful in terms of stunt work, dealing with that um well we'll go with the worst first i mean the, the, the drag, being dragged on the steps and then up the hill was pretty bad the um bruce had like a broken ankle you, you'll notice him going up the hill the way the camera was angled it looked like he was limping due to the camera but he really had he had uh i think broken or badly sprained his ankle i think he sprained his ankle because a sprain can be more painful than a broken ankle so, uh, and it wasn't wrapped. He hadn't seen a doctor. It was just about, oh, as, a, it was about as big as a barge. Right? I, we knew he had injured it. But going up that hill, but being buried alive where Linda is then, you know, um, he's buried alive and then erupts from the dirt. I mean, that was, that was me. <laughs> they really dug a hole about 40 feet from, um, from the cabin and it was very cold and very miserable and very damp and they put a blanket in there oh thanks and then they uh covered me with dirt and they said and by the way folks dirt is very 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 heavy a little tiny amount of dirt is very very heavy and so we did three or four or five takes um basically because of the, the it was so cold and because it was heavy and they had to immediately, you know, once he buried me and threw dirt on me and then I erupted with my head and my hands, they had to, you know, get me out of there as well. So that was pretty uncomfortable. Oh my God. That's yeah. brutal. That's, yeah. 
<laughs> but I think every character, um, all five of the actors, you know, had experiences like that in which they were all really, really had some, you know, put through the ringer. Yeah, and and I, it says something for stunt people. I have to tell you, it it, it really does say something for stunt people. So, yeah, of which we had none. So. <laughs> And so on the flip side of that, what would you say is like the best memory you've had working on the film? The food, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think there's always uh, a time when you film or record or tape a scene and you just know you have it. You know, it may, it may be 5, 10, 15 takes, but just a little turn of the mood or a little switch of words or lighting or something. Um, there were a lot of moments where, you know, we would agree with Sam, we've got this, this is, that was it. We've got it. That was, that's it. Let's, let's move on. Um, you know, I think part of it was though we were all extremely tired and worn out and wanted to get out of there. We were done. There was still that sense of accomplishment. We, I knew when I left, um, even at the end of December and they were not done filming, I knew they would finish the film. And you felt good about that. Um, um, but yeah, there were some really nice moments. And, and again, it was cast and crew, a very small crew and a very small cast that had to pretty much survive together. You had to get along. If you want, if you believed in the, pardon me, in the dream that Sam and Bruce and Rob did, that was, you know, with any collaboration or any amount of teamwork, that's what you had to do. And I think we all did really, really well. I, I have to fully agree with that as a fan, because like the hard work you put into the film, like it's a testament to the legacy. It's like it just celebrated its 40th anniversary and we're, we're here today still talking about it. And, wow. you know, the I went to the exhibit three times because I just love this movie and the franchise so much. And I was in such awe of it. And it's it's an inspiration to me as well as an actor and a filmmaker in the spirit of like the hard work of making an indie movie. Yeah, yeah, it, you're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Gee, any more? Oh yeah, I was gonna say, do you have Sorry. any more movie related questions, or should we move on to something like the the game, perhaps? <laughs> well, I'll leave that up to Betsy. Do you want to talk more about movies, or do you want to talk about Evil Dead the game? I heard a rumor that you might be involved in that or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but I have to be honest with you. I don't I, I don't know much about um, the game. I know it's coming out soon. And I, I I don't know verbiage or lingo. Like I don't I don't know how to play video games. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I don't know uh, where I can find certain things in a game or how I get points. It's like you're looking at zip Zada, nada here. But I do know that it's very much anticipated. And I do know that Bruce has talked a lot about it. And um, I suppose um, there's a lot of little secrets in there. And, you know, that <laughs> people who are really excellent at video games will, will find them and enjoy okay. it. I, I certainly hope they do. Um, because it's animated. Um, a lot of our participation, or most of it, is is obviously just voiceover. Mm -hmm. But um, what was interesting is when we did go into the studio, um, there were I had to do a lot of laughing and a lot of 
baby doll Linda and a lot of looking at the studio engineer going, oh my God, oh my God. So I'm hoping that it was successful and I, and I, you know, hope it has a good run. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be successful. Um, I was curious, what was it like stepping back into this role, like however many years later, because, you know, you're the original Linda and we know we've had other people, you know, step into the, to the role, but like, you're, you're the OG, as they say, and this yeah. is, like your first time, like getting to really come back in an official capacity as the character. Like, what was that like? Uh, it was actually nothing but fun. It, it really was. I will say when we do conventions, uh, Linda is has always been asked to do her laugh. <laughs> and um, it always uh, gets a big response um, at, at, you know, uh, Q and A's and whatever. And, it's, it's like sometimes they're just afraid. They're just, they don't want to hear it, but they want to hear it. They don't want to see it, but they want to see it. Um, but to step back in and said, now you've got to pretend, remember Betsy, you've got to pretend this, this happened 30, 40 years ago. And you've got to, you know, get back into your um, young Linda stance. It was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. I hope it was successful. I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't, you know, seen the final thing yet. Were you excited to get the call that they wanted you back to play Linda, even if it's just a voiceover? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think some people, when they do a film, whether it be horror or whatever, you know, they are, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that film back when I was a teenager. I can't believe it. And, you know, at different conventions over the years, we've also spoken to TV celebrities who are in their 60s and 70s now and their first TV experience was when they were a teenager, you know, or even younger. And you have to embrace it. It's part of your life. It's part of your life. There's always going to be things that maybe you're not super proud of, or you could have done better, but you know, at the time you did the best and you made the best decision at the time you did when you made the decision. And I made a decision to do this film and sure, you know, there are things that I don't like in any horror film. I'm not a horror film fan. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's been a great experience and I, I embrace it and, uh, it's been great, absolutely awesome meeting fans over the years that we did not know this had a worldwide, I did not know, um, this had a worldwide cult following, did not. What's it like that feeling? Oh, sorry, G, were you about to say something? No, I was just going to say like, that's like, that's. That's awesome. Like the fans of Evil Dead are such big fans of it. Like it's so it's really cool that it's had this reach and for so long. It's one of the benefit one of the huge benefits, I think both um Teresa, aka Sarah York, and um Ellen and I have talked about many, many, many times. And it, it comes from the heart, truly, as ladies of the Evil Dead. I and mean, we had no idea. And meeting every fan has been you know, really a great experience. And they have stories to tell. They have, you know, when they first saw it and how old they were and what it did to them and how many times they've seen it. And, you know, that it was part of their child childhood or their teenage years or the young adult years. You know, that's, it's it's really, it's flattering. It's It's really a nice feeling when people say something, you know, complimentary to you, right? Yeah. And um, it's just been a lot of fun 
realizing that there is this genre out there. I, I hadn't, we had no idea when we even started Ladies of the Evil Dead, um, you know, 20, 22 years ago, that there was this fan basis. You know, all of us had stopped acting in some capacity for a while. We were married, we were raising children that, you know, took a priority. And, and truly, I know that both of you realized that it was the, the success of the video stores that also made a lot of these movies cult classics. And I've said this story in conventions and in other interviews when I was growing up and I'm so much older than you, but a movie came to town. It was exciting and wonderful. And you wanted to try and get there on Friday or Saturday night because you knew it was leaving Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was leaving town Sunday. There are only so many times you could buy a ticket and go to that movie in the seven or 10 days that it was there. Video stores, as you well know, you could go in and rent it for a weekend and watch it 92 times. And um, that really turned the corner on a lot of films in this genre, in this age, in this time frame. I fully, I fully agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's been a lot of talk about how, like, the um, the video store boom helped elevate the success of Evil Dead. You know, all the way from the the video nasty scenario that happened in the UK up to you know, it being released, and as all fans know, re-released and re-released on multiple formats and editions across the, couple, the past, you know, 30-ish odd years that it, since it's been on video. So it, it really is incredible to be here today with you, especially talking about your character and the legacy of your character in this franchise, because we love it and we can't get enough of it. Hence, hence, hence the term deadites for us as fans, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's great, and I tell you, we we truly do love the fans, and uh, it's been a, it's been a great it's been a great train, a great train ride, really, truly, in all sincerity. So you mentioned, or wait, oh my gosh, this whole Zoom, not Zoom, this whole online podcast thing is tricky to figure out who's going to talk when. I'll let you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't know if you had a question you were going to ask, so you go. Right oh ahead yeah. Um, you mentioned like conventions and meeting fans and stuff. Has there been like a fan experience you had that like has like stuck with you or was like really touching? That was literally what I was going to ask too. You, you took oh my, my question. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Um, well, we've, we've met generations of families. We've had people come up and say, this is my son and this is my grandson. And we all watch it on Friday nights. I'm going, oh, my gosh, guys, <laughs> maybe we can get you some, you know, help or whatever. <laughs> but there's always a story that actually the three of us tell. We were at a convention and this young couple came up and and um, the young gentleman said, um, can I show you something? We said, sure, because a lot of fans bring items, you know, to the show to, to show us that they've actually made or created or they want us to sign. And he kind of rolled up his uh, uh, his shorts on one leg, and there was a tattoo of the three of us ladies of the Evil Dead. And we went, wow, that's, whoa, that's right up there, and that's <laughs> And um, we took pictures and everything like that, and it was a first. We There's a number of tattoos of all of us on various people on their ankles and their arms and their elbows, but not one on the upper thigh. And so that was pretty unique. And they said, will you do me the favor of signing, you know, your name under each of the tattoos? Okay, fine. So we did that. Great. Bye. And, you know, (laughs) and so um, the next night we had a film screening and they 
showed up again and he had shorts on again. He said, you're not going to believe this. Can I show you? And we said, oh, you've showed us already. We said, no, 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 no. I've, I've done something else. And I think you know where I'm going with this. He actually had all three of the signatures tattooed that afternoon, earlier that afternoon. So that was quite an honor. But when you think about it, for the rest of his life, no matter how young or how old, um, or whatever he's doing, <laughs> clothes on, either, you know, swimming in Lake Michigan or whatever, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. I mean, forever. There we are. So, I mean, sometimes you can hide things with socks and, but yeah, there we are. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we always get a kick out of. We we haven't seen them again, but um, yeah. We just didn't put one and one together that when we signed it, he was going to go and get a tattoo. But, uh, That's so funny. So like wherever you see him, and there it is. If you don't know the three ladies of the dead, you can just look at our signatures there, and there we are. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like an eternal reference. Like if someone is like. Who played who played Ash's girlfriend? He can just roll up his pants like, like it was Dustin Baker. Yeah, yeah. Even when he's in the old folks' home. Yeah. Yeah. Which will someday happen, you know? It someday it will happen. I'm just um, I'm hoping I'm not in the same old folks' home. Oh no. And that you never know. You never know. Yeah. Oh my God, you are right, Betsy. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh man, um, I'm trying to think how much time do we have left. Uh, I think we have time for like two more questions. Five minutes. So, Gio, I'll let you ask one more, and then I'll ask. Okay. Okay. So I asked this question to Tim Philo on our last episode, so I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to ask you. Okay. Um, you get a call, and they're making a biopic of the making of the Evil Dead movie, and they say, "Who would you like any actor, dead or alive, to portray you?" Gosh, uh, well, um, okay. How many answers can I have? Three. Okay. <laughs> I would say, uh, Sally Field. Uh, oh my God, I see it. Yeah. I would also say, because I used to wish I could fly like the flying nun, I, uh, Sally Field, um, and Betty White, rest her so I, uh, Betty White. Um, and I don't know. I don't know who will be the third one. We'll go with somebody younger. I don't know. Jennifer Lawrence. What? I have no idea. <laughs> There's no way any of them would do it, but that's who I would choose. You never know, but those are some really good answers, honestly. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you said Sally Phil, I was like, oh my God, I see it. <laughs> like. Yeah. That's who it would be, but I don't know. Who would you see as... If you had the choice of having somebody do the biopic. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, not so easy. Not so it's, easy. It's tough. I'd have to pull up some, I don't know, lookbooks and try to Look match books. faces. Um, maybe Sydney Sweeney. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at yeah. that. Look at you. <laughs> All right. 
I'll have to think about that one. Okay. Uh, I guess my final question would be, what are some current projects that you have going on or anything upcoming that you're allowed to talk about that you're excited about? Ah, first of all, wait, I'm gonna, I want to put this on because I don't want to lose power. Wouldn't that be a drag? I'm so yes. technologically savvy. I told you that before already. <laughs> uh, well, current projects. There, I, I actually, lately I've been doing um, a bunch of voiceover uh, for foreign film and TV. Okay. Um, um, dubbing, which they're all... I, I, they're all, you know, quiet, secret things. So I can't, you know, I don't even know what they are. Mm-hmm. I, I do them. So I, I do a lot of that. Um, and I actually was, um, I have a small role in an upcoming feature film called Lola, Lola James. And um, I have a very, I just finished, it's a, it's a, I think it's a British show, a Disney Hulu show called The Wedding Season, a very small role in that. But, um, you know, things keep coming up all the time. And and um, it's a, it's just fun to work. I, I enjoy it. I really, really, really enjoy it. It's been a little tough with the pandemic, but it's been tough for everybody. So I'm certainly not complaining, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I to hear you're, st- you're still working. I, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. really good to hear. Thank you. Because you, you are an amazing actress and you're very talented. And obviously we are, we love you and your work. So well, you are very, very sweet to say that. I am privileged to be here, and I'm glad it worked out because I am not technologically savvy. <laughs> how I'm doing this, quite frankly. Well, you you could have fooled us that you weren't technologically savvy because you got this working well. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that is all the time we have, but we are going to ask you to stick around after. We do our little closing bit so we can chit chat a little bit more after the show. I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us and chit chat about you and your legacy with the evil dead. Thank you for having me. We love you. I love you back. (laughs) All righty. And thank you everyone else for watching and listening. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Patreon. Hail to the Deadites is available in the U.S. on Shudder. And in Canada, you can rent it on Vimeo for only $3.99. If you are from Canada, there's going to be a Blu-ray version available, or you can head to Amazon. And if you're from France, it's available on the online platform Shadows. Thank you for joining us, and stay groovy. <laughs>